Expose my mind to clarity Oh, my spirit shudders Capture the moment, oh, to keep my sanity And the wisdom rushing in So much clearer Welcome back to another episode of Oh Shoot. Hello, hello. I'm so excited that you're here listening to another episode. We have a highly requested episode this week. We're talking about write-offs. And I feel like this is the perfect time because everyone is shooting and starting their business or in the midst of their business. So I wanted to give you guys just kind of like a refresher on write-offs if you already have a business you kind of know what's up or maybe you haven't started your business yet and this is something that you think is helpful maybe you just have no idea so we're gonna dive into some accounting things today in like the best way possible okay it's not gonna be too intense like you guys know I'm not really into like if it's too intense I'm out of here Um, I have some fun things to tell you guys first. (laughs) Um, First, Charlie, literally today, we were playing pickleball, and Charlie literally, like, the courts were wet. He, like, slipped, like, ran for something, like, slipped in, like, mid-air, like, his whole body was in the air, and then he just landed, like, right on the cement, and he is injured. Like, he was on the ground for, like, five minutes and he like hurt his shoulder really bad and I knew with like how often we play pickleball I knew that something was bound to happen um so it happened he got injured but he's gonna be okay he just needs like a couple of days to shake it off but that was literally this morning and I was just so I don't know shaken up by it maybe or just like kind of scary because I feel like if anyone's going to get hurt, it's going to be me. Like, I'm the type of person that I feel like I get hurt all the time. But it was him. It made me really sad. I I don't know. I was like, I don't want you to get hurt. So that happened this morning. That was absolutely crazy. But if you guys really want to hear something crazy, I have my own photography disaster story that happened this weekend. And I know, like, last week's episode was all photography disaster lots of stories. I have my own story literally from this weekend and it was crazy. Okay. So literally buckle up, get, get ready for this one because I feel like this was straight out of a movie. So we shot a wedding in Long Island. Um, at this point it'll be two weeks ago. Um, or maybe just a week ago. Yeah. At this point it'll be just about a week ago. So we shot this wedding and there was a team of three videographers working this wedding. There were two guys that were like doing filming like normal. And then there was one guy who was like a drone guy. And during the first look, the two videographers are obviously 
getting their content and then the one drone guys flying the drone and getting like drone footage of the first look. So one of the videographers, he was kind of acting as like the lead videographer at the time. He was, you know, filming whatever. And then I'm like, okay, like we're going to go to this bridge for the personal vows. So we were like going to go to a different spot for them to do their personal vows after the first look. So the couple starts walking towards the bridge and the main videographer turns and like starts to walk towards that bridge and literally walks right into the drone. Okay. And not only does he walk right into the drone, the drone is eye level. Okay. Do you see where this is going? He ran into the drone right into his eye. Now I will say it didn't like take his eye out or anything crazy like that. But when the drone first hit him, he was kind of just like shocked and he was like, bro, why are you flying the drone so low? And that was kind of it. Like it was just kind of like, oh, like I'm just, it's fine. It hit me, but like, I'm fine. So the couple gets on the bridge and they're like getting their vow books out. And I look and the videographer has blood gushing from his head. Okay. It is like dripping down his face, down his neck. It was insane. The bride was doing a good amount of crying, like not, not during this drone moment, but like before, during her first look with her dad and when she was getting dressed, she was just very emotional. So I was carrying around a box of tissues because she literally just needed tissues with her, which is fine. Um, but because I had these tissues with me, I was like yanking them out and just giving him as many tissues as I could. And then he'd fill up a tissue so quick and I'd give him more tissues. I stuffed some in his pocket. I was like, I just don't know what to do. And Charlie wasn't even there. Charlie went to go get a boutonniere. And when he came back, it was like, what just happened? Like the videographer is gushing blood. So the videographer insisted that we continue doing personal vows. And so he shot personal vows holding like a big wad of Kleenex on his forehead. And, you know, we finished vows. Then he goes inside and cleans himself up. When he comes back out, he like has a bandaid over the big gash in his head, but he still has like a, like a scrape almost, but it's like big. It's kind of like a big scar already. And it goes directly across his eye. So it's like across the top of his forehead, misses his eye barely. And then it's all underneath his eye. Literally looking at his scar, the drone could have literally taken his eye out. It was crazy. And I want you guys to know, I have the worst luck with drones ever. And I didn't even realize it until someone pointed it out to me after hearing this story. I literally have the worst drone look. So this happened with the drone. I was shooting a wedding once where someone decided to fly a drone inside a reception space. And I don't know why, but they like didn't have enough space or whatever and flew the drone right into a brick wall behind me. And then the drone like fell on the floor and like broke, but it was all right in front of me, hit the wall behind me. So Horrible luck there. I also had a guy who flew a drone so low during family photos, like right by my head that I couldn't even talk or hear anyone because the drone was like right there. It was like a family member. And I was like, hey, can you not fly your drone there? Like, I can't hear anything. It was 
bad. And then another time, guys, I have four drone stories, okay? Another time, we were shooting with this videographer, and she lost her drone on this, like, house that was on property. She was, like, doing, like, a flyover, and it hit, like, a tree or a pole, and she couldn't find it. Like, the little, like, location service thing on her drone wasn't working. So, like, we were looking on the roof of this house. We were, like, searching everywhere for this drone and ended up, like, being crashed, like, on the concrete somewhere. It. I just... If you ever work with me, do not bring a drone around me because... It, something is going to happen with the drone, I promise. So that's my story. I really feel like it was something out of a movie. It was just the craziest thing that's ever happened to me at a wedding. Like, I'm I'm so glad that the guy ended up being okay, but it was just nuts. So the last life update I have for you guys, we just got back. At this point, it'll be like a week ago. We were in New York for this wedding in Long Island. And we stayed in the city. So we were in Brooklyn. We went to Soho. Like we were, you know, just living up our best New York City life. So we stayed like an extra day after the wedding. And I had a flight booked that night for like 8 p.m. And we got hit with New York City thunderstorms and just like a crazy weather thing. I don't even know what it was, to be honest. And we got stuck in New York City. So all of the flights literally were just canceled. Like on Monday night, like maybe like three, four hours before our flight, I just get a text, your flight's canceled. And then I start looking at other flights, no flights until literally Thursday. And I was like, cool, I need to get home. Like I'm not trying to stay in the city. It's expensive. Like, I don't know, I have to work. So... It was absolutely crazy. We ended up renting a car and driving home the next day. It was like 11 hours, so it wasn't too bad. But, like, it was just insane. Like, people, like, everyone flying in or out of New York City, like, it just was nuts. So that happened to us. And then we're going back literally next week on when this episode comes out. We'll be in New Jersey. We're going to New Jersey to visit some of Charlie's family. So... Very fun. Lots of travels. I promise you this is like my last trip until October. So I am chilling after this because I am traveled out. You guys know. Okay. I just talked for 10 minutes. (laughs) Let's get into today's episode all about write-offs. Okay. So first I want to start just by literally defining our terms. So what is a write-off? And I did a lot of this research. I Googled a lot. I found a few articles and I kind of used a little bit of my own knowledge as well. So it's going to be just a compilation of everything. So when you Google what is a write-off, the best definition I found for photographers specifically, a tax write-off refers to any business deducted, <laughs> any business deduction allowed by the IRS for the purpose of lowering taxable income. To qualify for a write-off, the IRS uses the term ordinary and necessary. That is, an expense must be regarded as necessary and appropriate to the operation of your type of business. Generally, tax write-offs fit into specific reporting categories, such as business travel, advertising, home office expenses, etc. 
So basically write-offs are anything that are necessary or ordinary in running your business. So there are they are like these expenses that you're going to have in your business. And when you write something off, basically all that does is it takes that amount. So like, let's say you buy a $2,000 laptop. When you write off that $2,000 laptop, it's going to take away $2,000 from how much money you've made as far as like your taxable income. So let's say you made $100,000 this year, but you bought a $2,000 laptop. You are only going to be paying taxes on $98,000 of that because you bought a $2,000 computer. So as you have more write-offs, that taxable number goes down and down and down. But at the same time, write-offs are still expenses and you're still paying for them. So there's a good balance between having expenses that are necessary for your business and writing them off, lowering your income, like your taxable income, but then at the same time, not spending too much and having too many expenses to the point where your business like suffers because of it. So there's, there's a nice little balance between those two things. How do you keep track of write-offs? Typically you use a tax software or I use QuickBooks as pretty common. I feel like everyone uses QuickBooks, but it's just like a, an accounting software where you can keep track of your income, expenses, mileage, et cetera. Um, and when you use a tax software, you're basically going to enter those write-offs or those common expenses into your software. If you're really advanced like me, you can link your bank account to it. And I have a bank account that only does business transactions. So every transaction that goes in, to my QuickBooks needs to be categorized. So I know like, oh, I got deducted for pick time this month. Like it's going to go right into my QuickBooks and I just categorize it as software because that's what it is. And it's a software I use in my business. So the question that I think is really interesting and like we'll circle back to this later, are write-offs good or bad? (laughs) Um, I feel like they can be both to be honest. Like I think for a while I kind of was in this mindset of like write-offs are only good. So I'm going to spend, spend, spend. And then at the end of the year, you know, you have $30,000 in expenses. It's like, okay, if I would have not spent as much, like, yeah, I would have had to have paid taxes on more of my income, but I still probably would have ended up making more in the long run. Um, So, okay. I also Googled, are write-offs good or bad? Um, And Google told me that legitimate tax write-offs can help you reduce the amount of income that you pay taxes on and ultimately the total amount of tax you have to pay. So yes, write-offs are good in the sense of it does minimize or reduce the amount of money that you pay taxes on. However, like at what point are you just spending money to spend money? And if you wouldn't have spent money, you would have actually saved money in the long run or vice versa. If you would have spent $3,000, then you would have had to pay less, um, you know, whatever. So are they good or bad? I mean, they're good in the sense that it can lower and reduce your taxable income, but they're bad in the sense that it still costs you money. Okay. It's someone's still paying for it and it's you. Okay. (laughs) So 
for most of these, um, the, this next part, I used an article from freshbooks.com. And basically, we're going to talk through the top most common write-offs, specifically in small businesses. So we're just going to get into it. I'm just going to go through and just tell you guys literally what you should be writing off and what things are write-offs. So first, we have business meals. Business meals are definitely write-offs. And the, the thing that kind of spurred this thought of like doing this episode is because I posted on my Instagram story this ice cream cone that I got immediately after doing a photo shoot. And it was like on my way home and I had like a two hour drive or something. And I was like, ice cream, it's a write-off, whatever. And like so many people were like, I need an episode on this. So business meals. Okay. It needs to be related to your business. I was on my way home from a shoot. So I would say that is related to my business specifically as we get into more of the travel related stuff. When a shoot is like not your common, um, what is the word for like when you commute, if, if going to a shoot is not your common commute, like me going two hours to the dunes, it's not my common commute. Therefore, my meal is a write-off. So that's what you kind of learn when we talk about travel expenses too. Um, when you get a business meal or literally any of these, anything that you are writing off, have a receipt for. It's easy to get lazy and be like, oh, I don't need a receipt, like blah, blah, blah. No, have a receipt. Anytime you can get a receipt, have that receipt. Use the QuickBooks app and just snap a picture of your receipt. And it'll match that transaction to the receipt. Then you can throw the receipt away after you put it into QuickBooks, okay? But get the receipt, send it to QuickBooks, then throw it away. You can write off work-related travel expenses. So that includes airfare, hotels, rental cars, tips, dry cleaning, meals, etc. So anything that is related to the travel that you are doing for work is a write-off, okay? The trip needs to be necessary for your business, okay? So mm, shooting a wedding in San Francisco, like I just did in May, that trip was necessary for my business, like it was a wedding that I booked. So the plane tickets, the rental car, the Airbnb, the meals, like all of that I was able to write off because I was shooting a wedding there. So necessary for my business? Um, yeah, absolutely. The trip must take you away from your tax home and it must be longer than a normal workday slash require you to sleep or rest en route. So your tax home is where you do your business. So my house is my tax home. But like if you are a photographer and you have an LLC, it's wherever you say your home address is. If your work takes you away from that home address, business expense, total write-off, okay? Work-related travel. Um, but it has to be longer than a normal work day. So must require for you to stop and rest or require for you to sleep. I mean, me driving two hours to the dunes, definitely needed to stop and rest. Like, it, that is a long drive. Two hours shooting, two hours back. Like it was definitely longer than a normal work day as well because I was like working during the day and then I had to do it in the evening. So yeah, this is me justifying my ice cream cone. 
<laughs> okay. Let's talk about outsourcing your editing. The editors at Batch AI offer a 72-hour turnaround for all of your culling, editing, and retouching needs. They have an expert team of editors on call to bring your style, tone, and vision to life. We're talking fast turnaround time, precision edits, A-plus customer service, and no minimum requirements. We've literally all been there. Sometimes you just don't have time to edit through your photos. You have life happening. There's other things going on. So Batch AI is the perfect solution for you. You'll be guided through a series of walkthrough videos and have access to a custom dashboard for uploading, monitoring, and downloading all of your projects for a seamless outsourcing experience. Oshoot listeners can use the code CassidyLynnPhoto for 20% off. Join the Batch AI family today and get back what you love most. Edit less and live more. Okay, so next thing you can write off is business insurance. This is something that I wasn't super aware of was just like insurance and stuff when it came to photography until someone came to me and was like, Hey, I need your liability insurance in order for you to work at this venue. And I was like, my what? Like, I don't, I don't know what that is. So business insurance is necessary for you. There's tons of different types of insurance. Personally, I only have liability insurance, which is required by most venues um, and a l- I think I might have a little bit of property insurance as well on like my camera gear and stuff, but it'll definitely save you in a pinch. So make sure you have liability insurance for sure. A lot of the times you have to have that even to shoot at certain places. So it's, it's good to have for sure. And it's good because you can write it off. So not only are you protected, but then it reduces your taxable income. We love to see it. Home office expenses. This is one of my favorite ones. This and like office supplies because where you work is so crucial to your productivity and how quickly you get things done. Like your workspace is so important. Therefore, I'm so glad that we can write off office expenses for sure. You can can deduct the area in the house that you work and conduct business in. So you can deduct that from your taxable income. The area though must be used exclusively for work. It does say like if you have a desk in your dining room, you can't deduct all of your dining room. Like the space has to be used exclusively for work. So I have a home office. All of my stuff in here is a write-off. Like if I get a new desk or I don't know, a chair for in here, like all of that stuff is going to be a write-off. Um, within the actual like deducting the area of your house category, basically when you do your taxes at the end of the year, your accountant will ask you like, how big is the square footage in your house? Um, and then how big is the square footage just in the area that you work? And that's going to be important things to know because if your house is a thousand square feet and your office is 200 square feet, like, you will deduct 20% of like, you know, 20% of your house is a write-off. And you actually get, I think they give you like $5 per square foot or something like that for your home office. That doesn't really seem like a lot. Hmm. And that's what I read though. So office supplies, you can write off office supplies. We love to see it. Any supplies that you're going to use for your business. So guys, I just got a label maker to label my hard drives. 
that's an office expense. That's a write-off. Computer for editing, a desk for editing, a chair to sit in while you edit. Headphones for editing. Do you guys get where I'm going with this? Postage or shipping costs. Those can be used if you're shipping client gifts. Write off those specific postage costs that you have. A walking pad. I actually don't know if that's a write-off. I think it would be because it's like a supply for your office. Don't quote me on that one. Not 100% sure. Another thing you can write off is phone slash internet usage. So this is a big one. I feel like for anyone that works from home, but specifically for photographers, like we use the internet all the time. We're answering emails. We're um, uploading galleries or I don't even know what the heck we do with our internet, but we are always using internet. So a percentage of the use that you have of your internet can go towards being a write-off. So the percentage that you are using your internet strictly for business, you can write off that percentage of your internet bill. So for example, if 30% of your time on the internet is business, you can deduct 30% of your internet bill. Tracking with me? So this is a really nice thing. Like honestly, so nice. Like I feel like write-offs, they're not, it's not necessarily like you're getting free money because you're still paying for internet. But what it does is it's just like little added on things that can help you reduce your taxable income at the end of the year, which is nice. Like it's a nice thing that exists and I, I can appreciate it. I personally think that internet is vital for photography, you know? So make sure for the 2023 tax year, have an accountant that can kind of help you with those things, specifically when it comes to like the phone slash internet, the home office space, like those are kind of tricky things. And I think having an accountant, it's really good that they can, they can get, they can kind of walk you through those things and they, you know, know these things off the top of their head. So another thing that you can write off is bank fees. Some people have fees for their bank, you know? I think I have some, actually. I use Chase, and I think Chase fees me like $5 a month or something. It's kind of rude, but yeah, I pay it. <laughs> like, I don't want to transfer all my stuff to another bank account, so it's fine. I'll pay it. Professional service fees. So accounting, bookkeeping, stuff like that, that's going to be a write-off. Charitable contributions, if you're someone that gives to charity, it's a write-off education. This is a big one. So if you take courses related to photography, you have subscriptions, books related to photography, anything of that sort is going to be a write-off. If you go and buy my new AI brushes, it's going to be a write-off, my friends, because it's education and it's related to your field of work. Child care. I literally read that your child care can be written off. So if you send your kids somewhere and you have childcare, I read that it's a write-off, okay? It, it is what it is. Property taxes, um, up to $10,000. So this is something if you're like a homeowner, the taxes you pay on your property can be a tax write-off. Mortgage interest, another thing. Those are kind of boring things, but they're important to know. And these are things that your accountant will ask you and like should be able to guide you through some of these things like they will ask you like do you pay mortgage interest if so like how much and they can kind of help you with those things retirement contributions 
up to what does it say? Uh, I think just as long as it doesn't exceed the amount that you made during the year, then you can contribute to to retirement stuff. If you start an IRA, especially like a Roth IRA or something like that, which I think you should, it's going to reduce your taxable income, which is so nice. And basically what it's doing is like, let's say you put $5,000 into an IRA. Well, that money actually like you're going to get back, right? Like when you retire, but it's going to take $5,000 off of your taxable income. So that seems like a win-win for me. Something that I didn't really know and something that I started doing literally last year is retirement things like having an IRA and like stuff like that. Um, it was kind of confusing for me to figure out. And I just ended up getting a financial advisor who opened IRAs for me and, you know, helps me with that sort of stuff. But I do feel like as small businesses, especially if you're self-employed, maybe this is your only job, like you don't have insurance, you don't have like a retirement plan, like the things that your employer would just give you, like you don't have that when you have your own business. So it's a little tricky. And I think you just kind of have to take things one step at a time when it comes to those things, because it can be really overwhelming. But if this is an encouragement to you at all to go start an IRA, I really hope it is because I really feel like it's a good step in the right direction. Even if it's just like a hundred bucks a year or something, just saving something is better than saving nothing. And yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. Advertising and promotion. So marketing, if you pay for Facebook ads, if you do any sort of digital advertising, all of that's a write-off. Web design, stuff like that. Startup expenses. So the IRS says that they will, like, uh, what am I trying to say? The IRS says that a startup expense as long as it doesn't exceed $5,000 is going to be a write-off. So that's nice. Like up to $5,000, that's like, you know, a nice camera body and a nice lens. That's what $5,000 can get you basically. Um, So if you've got some startup expenses, don't worry. It's a write-off. What are the things that you should write off? So as a photographer, what are the things that we're probably going to be writing off? Anything that is essential to running your business, okay? Like, anything. I wrote a few ideas down. Camera gear, that seems like a given, but write off your camera gear. It's very essential. Your laptop, 100% essential. Meals for when you are traveling to and from, locations, whatever. That is a write-off. Presets, courses, subscriptions. Subscriptions, like, Lightroom, PickTime, QuickBooks, HoneyBook, like all of those things are write-offs because they are essential for you to run your business. Office things, your desk, your chair, um, your headphones, your laptop, your laptop stand, all write-offs because you use them and they are essential for you to work. Um, A a camera bag, okay? Great idea. Write it off. It's it's a write-off. Let's talk about what is not a write-off, <laughs> okay? 
this is fun. We're going to, I'm going to roast you guys. I'm just kidding. I'm not. There's really only two things that I wrote down. The first is gas, which sounds weird, but I'll explain. So when you write off, you can't write off gas. Okay. Basically what the IRS does is instead they give you 65 cents per mile that you drive for business related driving. And that 65 cents is supposed to cover your gas and also the wear and tear on your car. So it's going to be important for you to track your miles because that's how you're going to get that mileage deduction on your taxable income. And I drive a lot of places. My deduction has been like $2,000 in a year. And that $2,000 would have been added onto my taxable income at the end of the year if I didn't track my miles. So it's super important to track your miles for this reason. And you might be wondering, how do I do that? QuickBooks. I use the QuickBooks app and I enable tracking for it to track me literally all day, every day. And when you enable tracking, basically you can go into QuickBooks and categorize like, oh, I went from my house to this beach. Like that was a business drive. And then you categorize that as business. So that's kind of how the whole gas thing works. It's weird, but I mean, it is what it is. It's kind of annoying. Like I kind of wish I could just like deduct my tank of gas. However, I do get the point of like keeping track of your miles though, because you can't guarantee that a tank of gas is going to like just be used for strictly business unless you have like a business car or something like that. So keep track of your miles. That's going to be important because we do not write off gas. We also don't write off personal things. Okay, guys. So if you're out getting your nails done, that's not a write off. Okay. Like that's the type of stuff like, and I feel like there's a little bit of a blurry line between like, does it fit into one of these categories or is it, does it not? Is it more personal? And you kind of just have to like figure things out as you go and figure out what you're comfortable writing off and what you're not comfortable writing off. But definitely like personal things that you shouldn't write off. If you get a new bike, that's not a write off. Okay. Unless you're using it for work in in the sense of like, I don't know. I don't know how do you use it for work, but like, you know, stuff like that is not a write off. So kind of the question when we talk about write offs is like, should you spend more money in order to help you save money? So we've been talking about how, you know, you spend $3,000 on a laptop and then, or $2,000 on a laptop. And then that reduces your taxable income. But do you keep spending more money in order to keep that number down? So you buy a $3,000 laptop, or let's say you buy a bunch of new camera gear because you're like, oh, it's going to be a write-off and it ends up being $20,000. And you made $60,000 that year. So yeah, you, your taxable income, you're only going to be able to be taxed on 40K. But at the same time, you spent 20K in camera gear. So at the end of the day, what's left in your pocket is 40K. Granted, you do have to like you'll end up paying taxes regardless. So let's say you don't do 20K of camera gear and you just, you don't have any expenses, you just have this 20K of taxable income. 
you're going to be taxed, let's say it's like 30% on that income is what you're going to have to pay at the end of the year. But then if you spend 20K on gear, then your taxable income is only 40K, but you still pay, you know, 30 or 20% on taxes at the end of the year. So in reality, you would have ended up saving more money if you would have not spent 20K on camera gear. Do you guys kind of see where I'm going with this? It's you don't necessarily need to keep spending, 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 spending. That is not the solution. I mean, I literally did a meeting with someone who I was thinking of like hiring for my CPA, but it ended up not working out. And she literally told me like the spend more uh, strategy. I like she never recommends it because it never ends up actually saving you money. Now, what I want to add as a little asterisk to all of this is there are times where if you spend like, I don't know, spend some money, it does take you from maybe one tax bracket to another tax bracket. Or like there are rare instances where like spending money is actually going to save you money. Um, I can't give you an exact example because it's never happened to me, but I think that the best way to go about it is to hire a CPA or an accountant who can tell you like, oh, like your income, it looks like if you just spend $5,000, like it's going to end up saving you 10 grand in taxes or something like that. So you're like, well, yeah, I'll spend 5k and instead of spending 10k on taxes, like that makes sense. But I don't know how to be able to know those things. So my best advice is to hire someone or find someone who can like look at all of your financials and see like, oh, here's something that's going to help you save money. So yeah, that's all I have to say about write-offs. That literally was the whole episode. I did want to mention a few little, um, I guess like financial things as far as like, since we're talking about like, uh, businesses and spending money and stuff like that. Um, it's so good to just have like a handle on your finances and just know where you're at as far as like financially everything goes. So I always tell people like try to set aside 30% of all money that comes into your business for taxes. It's always better to be over prepared and ready to pay 30% than to be underprepared and you didn't save enough. And then you're like, well, how am I going to get this extra money? So I always recommend 30% of all income that comes in, get set aside in a separate savings account. Don't touch it until quarterly taxes and taxes at the end of the year, like those yearly annual things. Um, that's going to be a really important thing for you to do throughout your photography business managing your tax savings, make sure, making sure you have enough, but also managing your finances to the point where you have a little bit of a buffer in your bank account and you're able to, I don't know, refund someone if you need to, or, um, I don't know, like there are so many reasons to have just a little bit of a buffer in your bank account. Let's say your camera breaks, like you need a new camera. It's really helpful to have little, almost like sub savings set up in your bank account to help you prepare for those things. So I have an operations bank account and it's just like a separate little savings account. And that's going to be for 
buying a new camera that's going to be for um, a rental car, like anything that requires my business to operate. I do about, usually it's 10 to 20% of my income goes towards that. And then the rest of my income, so like the 50% goes to paying myself. Um, And then I also do like a little sub savings called profit and it's kind of like wiggle room money. So if I um, have extra, like if I want to do something personally, I just pull from that. Um, or if I, you know, don't have enough in my tax savings, I can pull from that as well. So it's kind of like wiggle room money. Um, so that was something I wanted to talk about was just like the financials of it all, which is very interesting to think about, but yeah. So the last kind of random topic I wanted to mention is just some like legal things, Um, As far as like you being a business, we've talked about writing things off, but you can't really write something off if you're not legally a business yet, I'm pretty sure. Actually, no, I think that's a lie. I think you can just have like a business and like it just counts as like your personal income, but that gets tricky when you don't have your own like LLC set up. So if you are making a good amount of money from photography, I would definitely recommend start an LLC get your IEN number, set up a business bank account and get that squared away. And then you can start keeping track of, okay, here's my business bank account. I have my business debit card. I'm going to spend money and everything that I spend on this business bank account is going to be a write-off. So that's a huge thing is just making sure legally you have all those ducks in a row before you start writing things off. So I think that's all I have for today's episode, guys. I hope that this was informative. I hope you feel like you got a little refresher on what you can and can't write off. But yeah, I mean, it's summer, so it's it's write-off season right now. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you learned something. I hope you loved it. And that's all I have for you today. So have a, an amazing rest of your day. Expose my mind to clarity Oh, my spirit shudders Capture the moment uh, to keep my sanity And the wisdom rushing in So much Shadows is my composure. All the layers above, all the edits and tweaks, I know her. I am so done, need more time developing in my red room. It doesn't matter wherever I am on the top of the mountain or down in quicksand, whatever the moment, wherever we stand, I'm taking. Doesn't matter wherever I am on the top of the mountain or down in quicksand, whatever the moment, wherever we stand, I'm taking you, taking you, taking you. Getting a little bit higher with different.
Never gonna stop finding good old shoes. 